Hey everyone, Matt Kenrich from the Happy Together blog here for another episode of the Happy Together blog podcast and YouTube series. This episode is in relation to a post that I released last week called Liver King, Wise or Whack Job, wherein we discussed Brian Johnson, aka the Liver King, and whether or not he was full of crap or perhaps whether or not he was actually onto something. So if you don't know who Brian Johnson, aka the Liver King is, this won't make a ton of sense. So I might recommend going and checking out his website, liverking.com, that's L-I-V-E-R-K-I-N-G.com, or check out his Instagram at the Liver King, one word. Um, I mean, this is who we're talking about, this bearded, burly fellow who supposedly uh, per his website, his mission is to put back what the modern world has left out, returning our people back to strength and happiness. His mission statement is that every man, woman, and child has the right to be strong, healthy, and happy, which in parentheses, as happy, he describes autoimmune-free, eczema-free, allergy-free, fatigue-free, free, and so on. To live life with robust energy and biological resilience, to go from mere existence in life to discovering that which makes life worth living. Okay, um, I love this mission statement. It closely aligns with the mission and goals of my blog, which is basically just to help people figure out how to build greater happiness in their lives. Um, specifically, Brian's methods are gonna, you know, he seems to be really closely linked to um, physiological and physical wellness but it's no stretch to understand that physiological and biological wellness easily translate into emotional, psychological, spiritual wellness of all types, all of which make us happy. So Brian Johnson's basically out here trying to figure out how to make people happy. And he's created these nine tenets, but before I get into those tenets, I wanna discuss why we're even talking about this guy. Um, really wanted to talk about him because he's extremely popular. He now has, I think, over, what, 2 million, 1.6 million followers on Instagram. He posts dozens of stories a day, and tons of people are talking about this guy because he's honestly as controversial as he is uh, popular. And it's, it's not really what his goals are, you know, to make everyone happy and to help us build better lives. That's not controversial. What's controversial is his methods. Um, this is a man who routinely gets on the video, uh, posts videos and pictures of himself eating all sorts of raw organ meats of various animals. Um, perhaps most famously, he's known to get down on some bull testicles. Uh, he's fond of saying, why, why eat a vegetable when you can devour a testicle? Um, tons of other raw meat. He works out all day. He never wears a shirt. He's loud. He's insanely muscular, um, probably steroids as much as his diet, but that's not really the point. Um, so he's got these nine tenants and that's sort of the, these tenants lay out the, the roadmap or the path to happier and healthier living. So as crazy as this guy may be, I figured it was worth actually taking a look at what he actually says and what plan he has in mind for making us happy. Um, maybe he's onto something. I mean, he certainly seems to be thriving and very happy himself. He 
he's in great physical condition. He's got a family. Um, he seems to be doing financially successful, maybe because he's conned so many people into buying into his beliefs or not. But regardless, let's take a look at these nine tenants that he has and figure out if there's any validity to it. Um, so these nine tenants, again, these are the nine tenets for ancestral living. He, of course, believing that ancestral living is the path to happiness because he's got this belief that modern society has degraded our wellness and our health because of all these toxins or bad habits that it has us um, following. So he's laid out these nine tenets to return to ancestral living. And in those nine tenets, he tells us why following these tenets can help um, restore wellness and happiness to our lives. So per the website, tenant number one is the first ancestral tenant or the first tenant of ancestral living is sleep because it trumps everything else. It's the time when body and brain detox, recover, rebuild and restore. Um, and he also adds in advice that you should view natural sunlight first thing in the morning so that you may maintain a healthy circadian rhythm, thus leading again to healthier sleep later that same night. So uh, tenant number one, what I'm gonna kind of go do here is walk through the tenants and then I'm gonna talk about from my admittedly not super expert advice, uh, whether or not I think these tenants are valid or not. So tenant number one is 100% valid. Um, people today are not getting enough sleep and they are not getting enough quality sleep on top of that. So you know, think about it today, like people almost talk about their lack of sleep as a badge of honor, uh, particularly in the corporate world, the Western world, you'll hear people talk about, oh yeah, I was up all night studying, or I was up all night working at the office, hammering out this project, trying to get this promotion, trying to make some money, only got two hours of sleep, like how cool is that? Um, so I'm completely understanding there are certain times in your life where you're working very hard for a specific goal, that's meaningful to you. And at some times when you're, when you're passionate about a project, when it's time to work, sometimes you have to sacrifice sleep. Uh, there's only 24 hours in the day. And sometimes sleep is one of the easiest things to sacrifice. But to that point, if you're consistently lacking quality sleep, regardless of whether it's for a good reason or not, you're going to have health issues. Um, you, the nighttime when you're in deep sleep is when your immune system is restored. It's when your cells, damaged cells are repaired. It's when your hormones come into balance. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you're gonna have chronic fatigue. You're gonna be stressed. You're gonna feel achy. Your cortisol is gonna be way high. Testosterone's gonna be low. This is important for men and women. Um, so what that's gonna mean is you're gonna put on excess body fat. That's gonna make you feel really self-conscious about yourself. You're gonna be lethargic, unable to focus, and you're gonna start getting sick. So Liver King is absolutely right. Prioritize quality sleep. Make sure you get enough. Um, avoid viewing light uh, late in the evening. That's going to disrupt your circadian rhythm. A lot of us will spend too much time in front of the television, uh, watching TV before bed, or just being distracted, plugged into our emails, whatever. That's going to make it harder to sleep. And then, you know, when we wake up, it's important that you see natural light first thing in the morning. Um, the light is going to serve as a precursor to the building of dopamine, which you can more or less think of as your motivation hormone. That's gonna get you up, active, focused on your goals, um, pursuing excellence. So lack of sleep is gonna leave you feeling unmotivated, tired, etc. So tenant number one, prioritize sleep. Liver King's absolutely right. Great idea. Tenant number two, 
from the website, the second ancestral tenet is eat because we evolved eating the whole animal. Um, so nothing in the tenant as it's described on the website really stands out. I mean, really it's just saying eat, nothing controversial about that. Um, when we follow his content though, we know that when Brian Johnson, the liver king is talking about eating, he's talking about pretty much eating almost exclusive carnivore. He does occasionally eat, um, uh, really only things I've seen him eat that aren't, <laughs> Is it meat or I think meat onions, avocado, which he puts on his burgers, and sometimes he eats pork rinds, which are delicious. Um, what he also eats, as I said, he eats a lot of meat, usually uncooked, although occasionally I'll see him um, cook like a T-bone steak or cook some burgers. Uh, but he, he'll eat a lot of raw beef, raw organs, liver, testicle, bone marrow, etc. Um, it's a little wild, but to be completely honest, there's nothing wrong with eating raw meat provided, of course, that the animal from which the meat comes is healthy. And that's one of the biggest things to worry about in today's age, modern society. A lot of us do not have access to healthy animals. A lot of the meat that we eat is grown in, which you can more or less think of as meat factories. Um, animals are fed crappy diets just to fatten them up so that the people who own them and sell the meat can make a profit. They're not really living well, but Brian Johnson, for one, um, he's a pretty wealthy guy, so he's probably getting his meat from a quality source where, you know, grass-fed meat, um, free-range chickens, etc. So his meat's going to be quality. Um, personally, I don't really like the idea of a carnivore diet the way he does. My best results in my health, which I think is pretty decent, come when I eat um, a balanced diet of lean meats, plenty of vegetables, plenty of fruit, nuts. Um, I eat a lot of everything. But what Brian, what my diet and what Brian Johnson's diets both have, it's not just about what we are eating, it's about what we're not eating. So if you're prioritizing fruits, veggies, or meat the way the liver king is, you're not eating man-made fats, not eating processed shit, which honestly isn't even really food, it's just edible. Big difference between something that's edible and something that's a quality food. Anything with an ingredient list and you can't pronounce anything that's on it, probably not good for you. It's going to cause chronic inflammation, which is going to be associated with all sorts of metabolic and neurodegenerative diseases. So when Liver King's talking about eating, um, eating the whole animal, um, I know a lot of people who have had great success, um, both subjectively from how they look and feel to objectively um, great blood work by eating carnivore diet. So I can't make any nutritional advice, but Liver King is 100% correct when he points out um, that our diet is something that should be focused upon if we're going to build better happiness, better wellness for ourselves. So I think tenant three is a, or tenant two is a good idea. Tenant three, third ancestral tenant is to move. What you do with your body is just as important as what you put into it. By maintaining a healthy level of movement, one develops a healthy approach to consumption where instincts become far more identifiable and beneficial. So again, uh, this looks pretty, pretty common sense and well-grounded in science. Um, people today simply do not move long enough. Our bodies evolved um, into what early man was a hunter and a gatherer where we spent almost our entire day moving. Granted, we had to move because we had to find food because there were no grocery stores. So we either found food on our own or we starved. Um, the agricultural revolution comes along, created food surpluses, which allowed the majority of us to start pursuing other 
careers, other investments of our time, whether it be building things, making things, starting businesses, or just being lazy and sitting on our ass. Um, but the bottom line is we don't move long enough. Uh, the average person probably wakes up around seven or eight in the morning, gets in the car, goes to their office, sits at their desk for eight to 10 hours a day, comes home, sits their ass on the TV, watches four to five hours of television, and then goes to bed. There's practically no movement in that. I mean, even those of us who exercise, you got to think about it, like one or two hours of exercise a day, um, even if it's vigorous exercise, it's not going to completely offset the lack of movement that you have in your other 22 hours of the day. Um, I've noticed in myself, like I've had to spend significantly more time working on my posture um, and spinal mobility since I moved from an active job where I was a trainer to now sitting on the desk. I mean, even right now, I'm realizing I'm kind of slouching here um, because I'm not moving and I'm sitting in a bad posture like most of us do. Movement is going to become an issue. This is going to lead to some chronic pain syndromes, lack of mobility. Uh, it, the lack of mobility is going to cause pain in, in your joints. It's going to lead to strength deficiencies, uh, open up the potential for injury, and simply not moving means we're really not in a metabolically active state. So Liver King is encouraging everybody to move. Uh, every morning he does a post of himself walking out in the grass, and then he go, goes and does all kinds of circuit workouts. Um, I know it's not really feasible for all of us to go work out all day, every day, but I would highly advise that you try to find some form of organized exercise for at least one hour a day, five days a week. And one of the best things you can do is also try to break up your work day, especially if you sit at work or if you're in a non-moving state for majority of it, try to get up for at least 10 minutes once every hour or two and just move around, maybe do some spinal stretches or something just to introduce some movement in your body. It's really going to be beneficial um, to your mood because your mood is closely linked to your body. And when you're sitting, your hamstrings, your low back is tight, our neck gets arched, so we develop tension um, in our upper back muscles, which pull on our skull, causes headaches, which causes anxiety, depression, frustration, and just generally a poor quality of life. So move, Liver King's very right. Um, we could all stand to get more movement in our body. Um, for some good movement practices, check out my buddy, John Lindsay on Instagram. Um, his Instagram handle is the movement journey. He's really become an expert in the last few years at the science of movement. Uh, he's incredibly inspirational and impressive in what he can do. And he's got some great programs for all levels of athletes, whether you're a beginner or advanced athlete or mover, and you want to improve your quality of life, he's a great source to check out. So tenant three, move more, great idea. Tenant four, the fourth ancestral tenant is shield because we need to avoid dangers just like our early ancestors did. But instead of running from lions, nowadays we run from seed oils, excessive Wi-Fi, EMFs, and man-made poisons. Um, so this is the first one that I'm a little iffy about. Um, at least a part of that, we talking about run away from seed oils and man-made poisons. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we kind of discussed this in the tenant two about eating better. A lot of things that are sold in grocery stores are man-made ingredients that are designed to increase the taste of certain foods, make us crave them so they can sell more and preserve their shelf life so that food products aren't going to waste and costing their manufacturers money. So those are definitely things that need to be avoided. They're not good for a body. They cause inflammation and inflammation is linked to a number of disorders that make us very sickly and decrease the quality of our life. Um, 
excessive Wi-Fi. I don't really know how harmful Wi-Fi is. I know there's some people who think Wi-Fi and electromagnetic fields are really harmful to us. Um, I don't know enough to comment on that. Some people, some people buy into that. I've not seen any research that 100% says it. But even if you think, you know, shielding yourself from dangers, if you're avoiding Wi-Fi, you're probably outside or doing something in nature. We could all sp stand to spend more time offline. Um, we get completely wrapped into our social media lives, who we are on the internet, and it just deflects um, from making quality relationships or having quality experience with the people around us. So yeah, shield yourself from dangers like Wi-Fi by going outside, avoid seed oils, that sort of thing. Um, probably be better for it. I'm not gonna, not gonna say this tenant is 100% bona fide backed in science, but it's probably a good idea. It's not the worst idea. The first, the fifth ancestral tenant is connect. Our early ancestors were in constant contact with the earth 24 seven, 365. The earth has a slightly negative charge, which provides a grounding force for our electrophysiology. With the advent of rubber shoes, cars, houses, and elevated beds, we no longer come into contact with this grounding force. Think about it. When was the last time you had your bare feet planted on the earth for any real duration? Um, so again, I personally am not aware of the science that supports this, but I know a lot of bright people whom I trust and respect that are very fond of not just being outside, but truly having skin contact with trees or with nature, uh, the ground. I, I do know one benefit of touching the ground, getting dirty is improvement in our biomes. Uh, we have tons and tons of bacteria that lives within our gut that helps us digest food and function normally. In fact, they say that your gut is your second brain. A lot of neurotransmitters and hormones that influence our mood and our mental state derive from processes within the gut. So you can absolutely improve your motivation, your happiness, your well-being, general outlook on life by having a healthy gut. One of the ways to have a healthy gut besides eating is to get dirty. This is going to expose your body to various uh, microbiomes, which can then become a part of our own system and we can be using them to our advantage. So I don't know about the grounding force as far as like electromagnetics. I know some people believe in that, but again, it's not just what you're doing with this. When you're following these tenants, it's what you're not doing. If you're outside, it's probably time well spent. You know, you're moving, movement's good. You're outside, you're getting some sunlight. You're disconnected from the internet. We could all stand to spend more time away from our devices. Um, just go do some moving. Spending some time off the internet really helps you think about um, what do you truly care about? What's really important in your life? Tenet six, comfort is not good for the organism. This is why the sixth ancestral tenant is get cold. In modern times, we simply put on some clothes, turn up the heater, or avoid the cold altogether by staying inside. No one likes that uncomfortable frigid feeling that comes with cold, especially when we have access to warmth 24 seven. Um, I love tenant six and tenant six is actually heavily proven and verified by scientific research. Uh, some of the scientists you should check out to verify this information on your own are Andrew Huberman, who has a really amazing podcast called the Huberman Lab podcast. And the other one is David Sinclair. He's a longevity expert from Harvard University, and I believe he also has a podcast. I can't remember the name, but if you just go into podcasts and search David Sinclair, you'll find what I'm talking about. 
But both of these guys are huge fans of getting cold, along with other forms of deliberately making ourselves uncomfortable. Um, I'm going to start with a general. We, we live in a state where we are completely comfortable. We live in climate controlled homes. We live indoors. We're not subject to the elements. We have all the food we could ever want, easily disposable. Most of us never experience what it's like to be truly hungry or to truly crave nutrients. So, you know, we're just, we're not getting um, uncomfortable, which sounds good, except for the human body was designed to occasionally get uncomfortable. Um, and in fact, getting uncomfortable is extremely beneficial for the body. David Sinclair calls um, deliberate minor to moderate levels of physiological stress, stress that's, you know, gonna, gonna create a stress response, but not risk killing us, for example, what I mean by moderate stress. Um, what it does is it activates the sirtuin genes within each of our cells. And those sirtuin genes help us live longer because the sirtuin genes keep the cell functioning with the purpose for which it was derived. Um, and if you think about, it, we've got all kinds of different cells in our body. Um, take a brain cell, for example, if the sirtuins begin to unwind because they're unactivated within our brain, maybe that brain cell forgets it's a brain cell and suddenly decides it wants to be a skin cell. Um, that's just an example and it probably is not exactly like that, but that's what leads to um, ailments such as general aging, Alzheimer's, et cetera. Um, they're all caused by lack of cellular function, but hermetic stress, that's what David Sinclair calls the word for moderate, moderate good forms of stress is really good for us because it keeps our bodies young, it keeps them from aging, and it keeps our body operating in homeostasis, which is the optimal function. Um, specifically with cold, like Liver King is here, that's one of the best ways to experience hermetic stress is by deliberately getting yourself cold. Andrew Huberman has had some guests, they talk about getting cold. Um, some of the benefits of getting cold, one, if you can get cold to the point where you're shivering, it's gonna increase the amount of brown fat, that's the good fat in your body and decrease white fat, which is the fat that most of us carry on our guts that we don't like. Um, it's going to increase our metabolism by creating mitochondrial proliferation, mitochondria being where the energies and the cells is made. And additionally, just the mental hurdle, the, the rigor, the discipline it takes to get into cold knowing that getting cold objectively sucks, we become more mentally robust and better, better able to deal with other types of stress by recognizing that we are actually able to handle this stress, even though it is unpleasant. So I highly recommend that everyone get cold, um, take cold showers, um, cold baths are actually better. In the morning is the best too. But really just at least a few times a week, try to expose yourself to some cold I've been taking cold showers now for a while and I think they're excellent. I generally feel less stressed and less anxious than I did previously. So tenant number six, get cold, great idea. The seventh ancestral tenant is sun for the natural production of vitamin D. This prevents tooth decay, increases immunity and improves overall health. The vitamin D produced in the body from midday sun exposure works synergistically with the other fat soluble vitamins A and K which help us to remineralize, remineralize our teeth, support key metabolic factors, improve energy metabolism, and optimize immunity. So I mentioned sunlight a little bit in tenant one, talking about getting some sunlight on the eyes first thing in the morning. Um, but this is another one of the tenets that is 100% backed in science. 
um, nearly every source of mortality that human beings will experience, except for like, you know, sudden tragic accidents are linked to a decrease of or to a deficiency in vitamin D. Um, you can take vitamin D pills, but truth is they are simply not as good for you as getting sunlight because only skin and eyes can truly convert vitamin D into its usable form. So digesting vitamin D in the form of a pill through your stomach is not going to be terribly efficient. Um, again, most of us spend the majority of our time indoors. We don't go outside enough. So we're not getting enough vitamin D, which is causing all sorts of physiological deficiencies. And when the body's not operating at 100%, it's going to affect our mood, our focus, emotions. We're going to be unhappy, generally depressed. Um, many of us can probably think about those cold, dark winter months where we experience seasonal depression. It's very real, and it comes from a lack of sunlight and vitamin D associated with it. So obviously, be careful going outside. Um, how much sunlight you need to get adequate vitamin D depends on so many factors, including where you are in the world, what season it is, how strong the sun is, and how light or dark you may naturally be. So I can't really give any general advice there, but personally, I try to get in the summer here in Atlanta, Georgia, United States, I probably try to get maybe 30 to 40 minutes of sunlight on my body per day if the sun is out. Uh, any more than that, and I risk damaging my skin. So obviously, you know, this comes with a caveat, don't stay out in the sun too long, but more sunlight, generally a good thing for you. Number eight, the eighth ancestral tenant is fight. Our ancestors evolved fighting, hunting, protecting, struggling, persevering, and eventually winning. And when we win, we get rewarded with a boost of dopamine and androgens. In modernity, there are not a lot of natural opportunities to put yourselves in harm's way, to overcome real struggle, to really fight for something of value. I believe for us to really thrive, we have to possess a type of high courage to continue to fight for something meaningful, to foster an inner fire, to take real risks, continue to create ways to win. This is how we avoid falling into a rut. So I'm really grateful that the Liver King had that second part there, um, talking about fighting. He's not suggesting that you just go find some bloke on the street and deck him in the face. That would certainly give you a dopamine rush, but it would also land you in prison as well as make you just kind of a shitty being for punching someone for no reason. Um, but he's absolutely right though. Um, human beings thrive on achieving goals and on challenging themselves. This enables us to become better versions of ourselves, have more confidence and just realize happier existences when we can appreciate and enjoy our body's ability to adapt, improvise, and overcome. So maybe we're not specifically fighting, but a great way we can fill this void, um, this fight for survival that, are, that really was good for our ancient ancestors, we can participate in some form of organized recreational sports. Um, just use the competition as your inspiration. Don't, don't fight the other team. Um, but any sort of goal setting is really important here. And that's what I think is important is so many people just go through lives without any real goals or nothing to strive for. Um, Viktor Frankl said, what man needs is not a tensionless state, but a goal worthy of his dedication. Um, unfortunately, I'm just paraphrasing that, but, or a, a goal worthy of struggling to achieve. So more or less what he's saying is that our, our reason for being is to achieve a difficult goal. Um, anyone who's ever set goals and met those goals 
can tell you just how great it feels. And even when you don't actually reach your goals, simply striving for a goal and being vulnerable enough to try something that has the possibility of failure, usually you're going to find that you are a better person for having even set out on that goal. Um, I'm going to discuss in an upcoming episode on the podcast, which I just posted about in written form on the blog today, but I recently had a disappointing loss in a competition that I did over the weekend. But, and as disappointing as that is, I'm really glad that I did it because it took courage for me to show up. So I'm proud of myself for showing that courage. And also I know I'm better for having pursued that goal in the first place. I did not achieve my end result, but I adopted standards and processes and made myself better so that now after the competition, I can do quite a few things that I couldn't do 12 weeks ago. And that's really exciting. That's given me um, a great deal of excitement and happiness in my life. So set some goals, chase those goals, figure out why they're important to you and you know, good luck. I think it'll really help you. Tenant number nine, the ninth ancestral tenant is bond. Since the inception of our species, we have belonged to a far greater purpose. Our ancestors' purpose was guarding the perimeter from danger to protect one's tribe, hunting and foraging to feed one's tribe, building tools, making weapon to shelter and shield one's tribe, caretaking and love, making to nurture, to nourish and to grow one's tribe. There was purpose in teaching and in tradition and in play that cultivate traditions and deepen social bonds. That kind of purpose, support, care and attention decide whether people would live or die. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to wrap this one up rather quickly, um, but many of us lack meaningful relationships in our lives. We don't have human beings evolved as very social creatures, and if it were not for our strong social bonds, we likely would have been killed off by stronger, faster, more powerful, and simply more capable species, but we bonded together for survival, and as such, much of our well-being is associated with being part of a group, um, whether it's a family, a tribe, clan, nation, whatever. Um, bonding with other people is good for us. Um, in today's world, we don't have close contact, like, yeah, it's possible to have a strong bond with someone over the internet, but truly those in-person bonding relationships are invaluable. And people who lack those are shown to be significantly more depressed and more anxious. Uh, in 2020, 2021, and this year, 2022, the World Happiness Report showed increased, significantly increased incidences of depression. Um, primarily, they thought because people were seeing less of each other as we experienced the lockdowns from COVID. So bonding, really important. Um, contact with other people is how we develop oxytocin, which is a really important neurotransmitter tied to our well-being. So I'm, I'm in agreement here with Liver King. Um, bond more. Get, get, get out with friends, bond with your family, spend time with people, um, and you'll, you'll reap the benefits. So after reviewing the nine tenets, like Everything a Liver King says, I think, is a great idea. And some people might might disagree, namely with his diet, but I think most people just hate on them because he's kind of on the nose and because the nine tenets and the way this man lives his life really call out our own insecurities. We see this guy, um, he's happy, he's healthy, he's got vitality, and I think he makes people feel insecure because he's doing what they are either unwilling or unable to do because they're too afraid or whatever. So, you know, that's, that's my take on it. Um, yeah, he's absurd. He's, he's certainly created a character that is the liver king that is larger than life. Um, kind of ridiculous. I have a feeling if you actually talk to Brian Johnson, the man, he's probably far more calm and, um, 
level level headed than he seems in his posts. But there's nothing that either he or the Liver King says that is inherently wrong or controversial. Um, a lot of people will hate on him because he preaches these ancestral tenants, but then he drives around in like a, a Ford Raptor or flies in a private jet. So what? Like, it's not about whether or not this guy is being perfect. Like, people are trying to find things that he's not doing right or where he's slipping on his own tenants. And then that gives them their excuse to discredit everything he says. Um, guarantee if you go try, maybe not even all, but pick a few of the tenants, eat better, move more get some sunlight, quality of your life is going to go up. I guarantee it. So try these things out and don't just let this ridiculous figure that the liver king is um, give you an excuse to let yourself off the hook. Um, he is really calling on us to take large amounts of personal responsibility. And I happen to love his message. Um, every, I, I think I've seen him in his posts and his videos. I've never heard this guy say a bad thing about anyone. I've even heard him be um, complimentary for vegans. Um, he did shoot some vegan meat with a shotgun in one of his videos, but you know, it was just for clickbait. I've, I've seen him multiple times, um, compliment people who are vegans simply for the very fact that they're trying to take control and agency of their own lives and be improvement. Um, he himself is not pro veganism, but generally speaking, he just wants people to take control over their own lives and move in the right direction. So I respect that. And anybody who doesn't respect that, um, Quit being in, so insecure. Um, just make a change in your life instead of, you know, this crab bucket mentality where we see some guy trying to crawl to the bucket. We want to pull him back in. No, celebrate that guy. And, you know, the things he's talking about can lift us all up. So take control of your own life. And, and as far as his physique, like, yes, he is almost certainly on steroids. Just simply working out and eating the way he does is not going to make you look like that. But again, who freaking cares? Like, don't worry about what he's doing, or what he's not doing, because the things he says make sense. So anyways, that's my thoughts. Um, again, go check them out, liverking.com or at the Liver King on Instagram. I, I think you'll be impressed. I, I happen to see his videos almost every morning and I find them extremely inspiring. So I, for one, am a huge Liver King fan.